Hey everyone, welcome to Steps Podcast. Um, so we're starting off uh, this uh, 2023 with uh, with the bangers, and we have another one coming for you. And um, I have Elon Page here, who, uh, man, I connected with uh, in my apartment complex and just got to know him a little bit. And he's doing some really great things. Um, he has this crazy career that we're going to dive into, but more importantly. Uh, he runs Purpose Field, and uh, thanks for joining me, man. I oh, really, really you. appreciate thank this. Thank you, my good man. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. For sure. So, you know, you and I have already talked about this a little bit, but I'd love for you to tell everyone, um, you know, your 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 company and your business, and then we'll dive into how you got there. Mm-hmm. But uh, tell us about Purpose Field. What is it? So Purpose Field is basically it's a mentorship program, and it's aimed to um, – to reach the hearts of young people. You know, ultimately, um, we work with student athletes, but uh, we expand to, you know, those who aren't athletes as well. So we try to um, reach the youth, reach the younger generation, just to teach them about purpose, to teach them about um, destiny, and to teach them that they, ha- they have worth and they have value in this world. And we use a whole different um, um, array of resources from, you know, community service, academic, you know, tutoring, um, direct mentorship, you know, uh, hooking them up with role models, big brothers, big sisters, you know, different things like that. But, you know, ultimately we just want to, we just want to, um, we want to counter, you know, all the distractions that are going on in the world right now, you know, that are aimed at the youth, you know, mm-hmm. especially with social media, um, peer groups, different things like that. We want to be the counter, you know, we want to really be a positive asset, you know, in the lives of these young people. So, um, sports is a great channel and it's something I did, you know, for a long time. So naturally, you know, that's what I decided to get into. You know, I turned it into a business, and, and it's been thriving ever since. So I'm really just glad to, you know, see where God takes it, you know, in the yeah. future. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. So, you you know, you brought you brought it up where, you know, sports is where you started. And so, you know, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you went to college as an – uh, as a football yeah i got uh, a scholarship as, as mm-hmm. in a scholarship yes sir so um let's backtrack that to high school though mm-hmm. can you can can you tell us a little bit about what that high school journey was like for you you know freshman to senior year as you're like man i'm i'm trying to go for a scholarship mm-hmm. i'm gonna go for a scholarship like yeah. do you remember any of that time oh yeah you know you definitely um as it, as most most sports uh, 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 players, you know, they always have you know the aspiration to get to the next level. I think that's kind of in everybody's mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, despite you know how big are you or how fast you are, everybody wants to get to some type yeah. of level. Most of the time, you know, nobody just plays you know for recreation. Ultimately, you want to either make it to Division One or you want to make it to pros. You know, which is after that. So, you know, I was blessed and really privileged to have a father who played in NFL for ten years. So. Um, I had that in front of me, you know, from mm-hmm. the get-go. You know, from the day I was born, I was, I was, you know, around. I was in the Kansas City locker room, you know, as a little kid running around the field, you know, watching, you know, those guys and like, man, I want to be that one day, you know, yeah. and be able to wear that helmet, you know. So um, that was my motivation. And, you know, from the moment, you know, I got the chance to start playing football, my dad allowed me to go out there and start playing tackle. You know, that's I, I wanted to work for that. I wanted to get there, and I understood, you know, how important academic how important academics was. My mom's and dad stayed on me, made sure I had my grades right. But you know, every day was was a, an investment, and mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that I was giving my best and not selling myself short. So, you know, those so those opportunities would come, and it's very very difficult. That's for sure. You know, yeah. even now, you know, it's very very difficult to to get to college. You know, for free to get to college at all to be able to play play a sport. 
So I'm really blessed that I got a chance to do that. But, you know, it definitely took a hard work. There's a lot of ups and downs. You know, I didn't start off as a guy that, you know, even though I, my dad was an amazing football player, I, I was a late bloomer. You know, mm -hmm. I was, you know, over uh, seventh and eighth grade in middle school, you know, playing what's called fifth quarter. And that's where you – that's that's an extra quarter that's after the game, after everybody's done. They yeah. they put you in, you know, to get the, the guys that didn't play a chance yeah. to play. So, you know, I was a late bloomer. Freshman year, I didn't really play that much, and then kind of just clicked, you know, right around that sophomore year. Yeah. Um, got pulled up to varsity, um, and then just kind of went from there, and it just just went booming. So, you know, I always tell, you know, the, the, the kids that I work with especially is just, you know, find find your time. You know, don't try to compare yourself to anybody else. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody has a spectrum of growth. Not everybody's going to reach, you know, that same level at the same time. But if you have that vision, if you mm -hmm. have that purpose, if you have that support system, you know, you're going to find a way to get to where you need to go. So, and and I just had that, always had that confidence that I knew I, knew, I, knew I was going to get there, even though I had some obstacles and maybe had some some bad coaches along the way that wasn't yeah. letting me get playing time and you know not you know maybe losing a little bit of doubt in myself and like man am I not good or is it is it just you know the environment but you know that's that's the part of life you know you got to really figure yourself out and really root yourself in the faith and I was really blessed to have a strong support system to really show me you know how to really stand you know yeah. within those storms and not lose sight man. of what the vision is you know and that's what I, I really I'm thankful for my mom and dad they always really say hey you, you know what you got to do you know what your vision is you know what your dreams are you know make sure you go get it don't let anything anything in this world kind of push you off track so yeah. you know I was really blessed to get a chance to, to get uh, recruited and get a chance to feel what that's like to have colleges coming after you and say man we want you and it's just an amazing experience you know that I hope that you know the kids that I work with right now will get a chance to experience too so I'm definitely blessed and definitely privileged in that aspect yeah mm -hmm. I love that I love that mm -hmm. did you know did did you see in that time frame like now looking back at it where where something like purpose field could have come into play then most definitely most definitely yeah. you know I would say you know that kind of when purpose purpose field was founded even before I started purpose right. field. you know it was it was ingrained and, you know, God was really planting that seed, you know, early, you know, and I have, like I said, I have great role models and mm -hmm. my mom and dad, you know, I have extended family as well, but my mom and dad really showed me, you know, how to be not just a, a, an athlete, but how to be an individual, somebody that's a servant, you know, to the community. And I think those are the things that really kind of kept me, you know, afloat, you know, when those storms really started to hit in life. And I'm just really, you know, just thankful that they kind of showed me that direction early because now, you know, it's normalized, you know, in my life now when I'm older, I'm, a, I'm an adult. Everything I did back then, you know, that was what it was for. It was yeah. to build me up to what I am, you know, today. So now I'm just taking those same lessons that I learned from them and just passing them down, you know, within my company, basically. Yeah, mm -hmm. I got gotcha. you. So, um, you know, so senior year or junior year, I assume, mm -hmm. colleges are coming around. Oh, yeah. You know, so where, you know, where did you go? How did that kind of how did that look and where'd you end up from, yeah. from high school? So the the first college that I talked to was was UCLA and it was because we had a great um, athlete on our team. His name was Brandon Hancock. He was a giant man. He was about 6'2", 240. He ended up going to USC. He was he blocked for Reggie Bush. Um, amazing, amazing athlete. But Brandon was kind of the one where I kind of like, I, I watched the way he conducted himself. I watched the way he talked 
watched the way he prepared, and I kind of just took notes. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that's what you have to do. And he kind of, hey, when the when the when the recruiters would come by, he's like, hey, check out, you know, that that's Page over there. He's gonna be great in the future. Even though I was just a young guy, I was like a freshman sophomore. But you know that that kind of you know sparked it and, and kind of gave me a, like a glimpse of like, well, I could really play in college, mm-hmm. you know. But um, you know, it just it took a lot of work. You know, it took a lot of uh, uh, time away where you have to sacrifice. You know, maybe not going out with your friends, maybe not going yeah. to the movies and different things. Maybe you had to miss a couple events, but. Um, ultimately, you know, when you start getting those letters, you know, you start getting those calls and like, whoa, like somebody really wants yeah. me just to come to their school and they're going to pay me for it. They're going to pay me, you know, for free. You know, so I was talking to, you know, Oregon State, you know, Boise State, you know, uh, Fresno State, Hawaii, you know, all these different, you know, schools that like I, I, I look at today and like these are amazing programs. But, you know, they, they wanted me and, and ultimately, you know, football got me there. But even still, I was I had good enough grades. I could have went anywhere, you know, yeah. based on my academics. I had I had great grades. I had like a three eight, I think, when I graduated. So you know, I was just setting myself up just in case you know football didn't work out. I still had those academics. So um, I decided to commit to uh, Sacramento State because my uh, my dad actually played with their head coach at Fresno State, uh, Steve Mushagan. Mm. So I had that 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 um, that relationship with them. It was really strong. Um, my brother also had committed there the year before, so he was playing defensive back. So um, I decided to just go ahead and just and just commit to there, and I yeah. felt like that was the best choice for me. And it ended up working out really well. You know, I, I had had the struggles early. Um, I started two games my, my freshman year, and then we had a new coach come in, so things kind of changed. But ultimately, I think I was there, you know, for more than just football. And I, I didn't realize that until after yeah. that I graduated, but I was there to really be an asset within that locker room. There's a lot of people that even still today, they'll reach out to me and be like, man, if it wasn't for you, you know, I wouldn't have been this. I wouldn't have been in this position. Yeah. Just because I was always a person that was, you know, ministering. I was always a person that was planting seeds and just trying to be a positive, you know, beacon, you know, to the people around me that were, you know, battling and going through different things. So, you know, I'm just really, you know, grateful for that chance to even, you know, get to that level and be able to, you know, start, you know, start Purposefield even mm-hmm. when I was still, you know, that young. You know, I was doing the things that I'm doing right now around my peers, around my teammates. Yeah. And I just keep continue to carry that over. But um, ultimately, you know, the, the the recruiting process is very difficult. You know, it's hard. You know, it's 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 when they say 2%, it's probably less than that. I know <laughs> they say 2% make yeah. it. It's, pro- it's probably less than that. It's very difficult to yeah. make it. Like, I have a I have an all-star club team, and we'll get maybe two guys signed Every sure. year, out of twenty-two, out of twenty-three guys, and yeah. that's that's. I mean, that's pretty high still, but that's is a very difficult thing to get a scholarship at the Division One level. So, you know, I try to really help. You know, the kids that I work with. You know, we want to always be honest. We always always be objective because if we're if we're honest and we're objective about what our skill set is, what our talent level is, we're allowed to work on our weaknesses. Yeah. So once sometimes we get too high, we're like, man, I should be this, I should be that, mm-hmm. but we haven't proven it yet. We haven't worked for it yet. We don't have the the, the resume to, to back up what we're saying that we are. So I really try to help my kids just stay stay humble, stay mm-hmm. low, continue to do the work, and then everything else is gonna line up. Don't get too high. I'm not saying don't uh, don't don't doubt yourself or anything. Like, but we want to make sure that we always stay honest. And then once we hit that honesty, that's when we're really gonna work on the weaknesses. And then once that's out the way, that's when the elevation is gonna come. So. Um, yeah, so I really, you know, am, am, am grateful for that chance to to play, you know, at a, at a prestigious, you know, level that a lot of not a lot of people get a chance to say that they played at, but you know, and even after that, you know, get a chance to play 
post college, you know, that that was even a blessing that that I, you know, that I had to work for and I had to prepare for and I had to fall, you know, along the way, you know, to really learn how it is to to learn to learn that life is not always going to be just easy. You know, you can have a vision and you think it's just going to go one, two, three, but it might go one, two, five, seven. <laughs> it, it can yeah. skip. You know, you just never sure. know, but you got to be prepared and you got to be able to respond. And yeah. I think that's what I'm really um, um, grateful for again for my parents is is understanding and, and preparing me how to respond to adversity because adversity is going to come. Mm-hmm. Life is not going to be easy, um, but don't 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 buy into the hype. Don't give into the excuse and just just keep keep treading and mm-hmm. and root yourself in that foundation. You know that's for the sure. biggest thing. Root for yourself sure. in that foundation. Mm-hmm. You, you know you talked about the you know you talked about you you're, you playing post uh, college. Mm-hmm. So can you tell everyone a little bit about what that looked like and what mm-hmm. the journey looked like to play yeah. post college. So it again, it gets it gets even harder. You know, uh, <laughs> it gets even harder. Even getting uh, getting from high school to college is harder. Yeah, but getting from college to the professional level is harder. So. I had a chance to go and um, do what's called an NFL Pro Day, and mm-hmm. that's you get a chance to work in front of a lot of um, different uh, NFL scouts. You know, they had about 30 scouts came to Fresno State. It was like Ryan Matthews was out there, so they had a lot of guys watching him. Uh, there was another receiver that was there that, was, that got picked up by the Chargers. So there was a lot of good guys within my class that were working out out there. So a lot of different teams to watch us and, and, and see what we can do. Yeah. So um, that was a really great experience, but from that from that uh, experience alone that allowed me to get exposed to some different people. So I got a chance to get exposed to some CFL teams, um, AFL teams, in addition to those NFL teams that were there. So I got a chance to, after I didn't get drafted, I didn't get into a uh, actual training camp, but I got a chance to go to the AFL, which is yeah. a next level. So that gives you a chance to kind of get a stepping stone um, to make it up. You know, if you want to get, you know, back into the NFL, yeah. it gives you a stepping stone, it gives you a chance to keep playing, make a little bit of money. And, and just keep your skills up. So uh, I ended up going to the AFL, played that for about three years, and then, um, you know, had a great experience, loved it, you know. But for me, you know, my my thing was I, if I'm not in that NFL level, okay, it's time to make a career change. It's time to make a, a mindset change because yeah. you can't just stay in that, in that, in that sub-level, you know, forever. You know, you're going to have to say, okay, what do I need to do for my life that's going to really make the most impact? What's, most, what's the most economical move? So for me – you know, it was just understanding that I could be so much more of an asset, you know, starting a business, you know, doing these different things in the community than just sticking to a schedule where I have yeah. to go to practice, I have to go to meetings. You know, I'm not I'm not really utilizing the value and the worth that I have, mm-hmm. you know, in, in that environment. So that that alone allowed me, you know, the the um, the strength and, the, and I would say the probably the bravery is to ask for my release. You know, I called my coach. I said, you know what, coach? You know, I think this is this is time for me to to step out and 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 take a different a different avenue, mm-hmm. and and that was hard because I love playing football. I'm yeah. not gonna lie, I loved playing it and had aspirations to keep playing it. And hopefully, get a call one day, you know, from from the NFL from, and 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 from one of those teams and be able to go up. But you know, in reality, it's very difficult. It's very rare. You yeah. know, it, it, my dad played ten years as an undrafted free agent. That's one in a million. Yeah, it's very very hard for for that to happen. So. Um, I had to had to kind of again look at myself and look at what what honest and what is objective reality and realize that it's probably not going to happen, and I could be more of an asset, you know, just being you know Alon and then being Alon the football player. So I had to step away, and and it was one of the best 
best choices I ever made. Yeah. It was hard, but it was a, one of the best choices I ever made because it really allowed me to really see the world in full. It really allowed me to um, yeah. to walk into my purpose. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I love that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I wanted to lay that foundation mm-hmm. because I wanted everyone to understand, um, you know, where you're coming from mm-hmm. with, with with the business. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I, I'd love for you to – so I'd like to switch to talking about Purpose Field, but – um, I'd like to, for you to just kind of help us understand, you know, what was version one of purpose field? Mm-hmm. Because I assume you had to go through a couple of these mm-hmm. to be like, okay, now we're going to, now we're hitting our stride. Yeah. But, you know, what did those initial concepts look like mm-hmm. of purpose field? So the, the first thing I wanted to do, I mean, it was always going to be mentorship based. That was, that was what I always was. That's what I'm, that's what I'm good at. I'm good at speaking to people. I'm good at communicating. I'm good at solving problems. Mm -hmm. So mentorship was always the, the, that was the premise of what I want to do. So I was, I was in college and I had a younger kid that was in high school at the time up Mm. in uh, Sacramento. He was my first mentee. And I just happened to have, you know, a relationship with their head coach, and he set that young man up with me. Mm-hmm. And I got a chance to really practice and really kind of hone my skills and understand, you know, how to present, you know, different um, different um, viewpoints, perspectives, how to really get into conflict um, um, resolution, different things like that. So um, that was kind of the beginning. And then once I got the, the standard of it, then yeah. it was kind of easy kind of to branch out and then add my own little flares to mm-hmm. it. But ultimately, I just had to get those basics down, you know, from the communication side, from the scheduling side, you know, pricing structure, all those different things. Like the, And then ultimately making it into an actual business. Yeah. Because at first when I was doing it, wasn't like I wasn't like an LLC or anything like that. Yeah. I was just doing it strictly off, you know, in, informal, you know, just sure. who I was. Um, but once I once I actually made it into a business, that's why I was able to really expand it and really, you know, um, um, market, you know, the right way mm-hmm. and really show people, you no, know, this is what we're doing. This is the professional way that we do this. Um, th- you know, this is mentorship at 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 at, at uh, an elite level. You know, we want to make sure that our customer service is 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 in where it needs to be. You know, all those different little things that I had to learn within college. You know, taking business classes and all that stuff. I had to take that all. And, and put it, you know, in, into work, you know, yeah. from the from the outside in. So, um, you know, that's what it became. And then once I got that first kid, you know, after him, and then I moved back to Fresno when my uh, uh, when my grandpa was going through some sickness. I moved back to Fresno, and I, I I came back here. That's when I started home base. So that was like 2000, probably 14. I always say it was about yeah. 2014. And I started working with a young man again. I was actually volunteer coaching at, at Clovis North. And I started working with a young man at Clovis North. And then it just kind of branched from there. Yeah. It went one, and then it went four, and then it went eight. And yeah. then it just kind of like the word of mouth just right. started, you know. And I was just – I wasn't really focused on money. I, I was like – I wasn't charging – barely anything that I'm charging right now, not even close, but yeah. I, I was just focused on, you know, establishing, you know, my, 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 myself, my standard, yeah. you know, my name, you know, yeah. understanding how, how, how important the image is and how to, you know, really build yourself up as a man of respect, a man of integrity, a man of honor. And those are the things I really just focus on. And I just was myself, you know, yeah. I was always positive and I was always just making sure that I was targeting the heart. And from there, it just it just went on. It went crazy. Yeah. And I wasn't really doing much from the marketing standpoint, you know. For by sure. then, you know, once it got to that point, I was just being me, <laughs> and then people were doing the work for me. You yeah, know, which is yeah, yeah. Which is how it is right now. I don't really have to do much. You know, everybody's right. telling and, and then 
somebody will reach out and somebody reach out like my website is just going crazy, you know, from contacts. And it's just, it's just amazing, you know, what it, what it really does when you just, you know, when you just do things the right way. And that's what my dad always taught me when I was young, do things with integrity, do things with honor, and it's going to fall in line. Like don't try to cut corners. Don't try to uh, finesse people. Don't try to, um, you know, do anything malicious, you know, just, just, just be you, you know, put God at the forefront. I think that was the biggest thing too for me is just make sure that God was, was, was right in the, in the center of it and, and directing the traffic of everything and making sure that I stayed on point and not lose myself in, in ego or, or, or narcissism or anything like that. But, you know, that's what kind of really kept me, you know, and, and pushed me to where I am today and, yeah. and allow myself to where I'm looking for help and I can't find help. But sure, it's tough. Sure. But, um, you know, God has really, you know, allowed me to to really be an, an asset. And I'm just really thankful just just to be able to be called, you know, to be in a position. I don't really consider it, you know, work at all. You know, every yeah. day I go in, I don't consider it work. It's really, to me, it's just ministry. You know, it's a calling. You know, yeah. every day I'm, I'm I'm talking to these kids. We're having conversations. I'm having conversations with parents, you know, about, you know, everything you could think of, mm-hmm. you know, different things, anxiety, depression, grades, girlfriends, boyfriends, um, loss of, of family members. You know, we cover it all. And uh, you would never think that, you know, a, a football player would be able to, yeah. you know, express those things, you know, so yeah. freely and so, you know, adequately. So I really try to, you know, you know, just be different, be that, be a jack of all trades and really just use, you know, the skill sets that I've been given and, and the privilege, privileges and the resources that I've obtained through life and really just give all those things back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I love that. You know, you talked about, you know, previously where you were at Sac State and you were able to talk to this young man, mm-hmm. but, you know, where, where did you see kind of the first uh, idea of like, okay, you know, this needs to be not only um, a mentorship, mm-hmm. but this plays such a bigger role, like you said, mm-hmm. in in family, in life, mm-hmm. in mental health, mm-hmm. in uh, anxiety and depression. Like, Good. you know, how did all how did you see all of that kind of combining into what we see now? Well, I grew up understanding how important how important it is to serve. My yeah. family was always into community service, um, always into you know ministry my parents were youth pastors you know yeah. so i always understood how important it is to give back to people so i knew that you know when i when i began to pursue you know the 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 idea of purpose feel that it had to be more than just physical training it had to be more than just sports training there was going to there was going to have to be something that was deeper that was going to be able to dig to the root we can get to the kids you know through the through the physical part that's easy but mm-hmm. what else you know what what is going to really change their life because sports is such a temporary thing i want to make sure that their life is going in the right direction not just they're good at sports right. so that's that's kind of the the first thing that that really pushed me to really establish you know what purpose field is you know today so um, you know, my, my challenge was always, um, making sure that, that the kids will be able to receive it. And it's like, mm. it's, it's be able to, there's a certain way you have to speak to a child yes. for them to get to understand, you know, certain types of information you can present one way you could present one way and they might receive it. It can be the same thing, but if you present it one way, one way it's differently received. So I had to really study. I had to really understand, you know, of course I took all my college classes, my psych classes, sociology, all that stuff. I took all that, but it's just getting to that deeper study of understanding the human psyche, how yes. the brain works. Um, you know, all those things came into, into fruition, you know, beyond the sports side. And that allowed me to really understand, you know, how to reach kids and, and, 
understanding how to be there is yeah. the, the being being present is one of the biggest things that you could be for a child for sure and and that changes everything and i i look back at my life and like man i am so like blessed because i i never know what it's like to not have a dad and not have a mom mm-hmm. you know they are always there they're still there today you know my dad calls me every day and my mom calls me every day and say they love me you know those are the little things that that I, I think sometimes that get overlooked, you yes. know, and that that are so pivotal, you know, within these young people's lives to just know that somebody cares about them, somebody loves them, somebody values them, somebody knows that they have purpose and they have a calling in this world. And when you really get and you plant that seed into a, a young a young lady or a, a young man every single day, they just their confidence level just starts to go crazy. So that's what I see in a lot of the uh, the young people that I work with is that when I once I get those seeds in there, and I and I get some pretty pretty messed up kids, you know, respectfully, I get some kids that are that are blessed but still messed up. So yeah. you could be blessed financially, you could have it all the big house, the big car, but you could be going through some stuff and then you could be on the opposite. You could be in poverty right. and, and still, you know, it, it's, it's such a crazy spectrum that I see, but you know, ultimately is, can I plant those seeds? Can I get to that root? Can we peel it back and really find out what you're dealing with? And, and we want to normalize honesty. We want to normalize transparency, not be afraid to just tell who we are. It's okay to cry. It's okay to, you know, to, to, to be you. Nobody's going to judge you. Nobody's going to shame you. You know, we just want to help you. We want to we get to that, that restoration phase. So yeah. I think a lot of the kids, they get comfortable with me, not just because they, they relate to me because I play sports, but they understand that I really care and I really, you know, love them, you know, right. from, from a human standpoint point so yeah it's it's amazing it really yeah, yeah, is yeah i love that mm-hmm. what what did you lean on or what do you, what did you lean on in terms of like you know your own experiences mm-hmm. in battling the mental health the mm-hmm. anxiety the depression because and through all those stages you know that you talked about early on i'm sure you experienced that in most definitely different areas right most definitely yeah sports is probably the one of the craziest environments that you can probably be in voluntarily. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it really is. You mean you set yourself up for some crazy stuff. I mean, literally, you know, up and down all the time. Um, crazy schedules, mm-hmm. high stress, um, high pressure, lot, lot of expectations. Crazy expectations sometimes. Um, you put a lot on yourself personally, but. Um, for me, again, it comes back to my support system. You know, I didn't, I didn't really have any excessive major battles. I mean, I had my doubts sure. like, within myself sometimes, like, man, am I good enough? Or, you know, am I trying to live up, live up to my father's shadow and different things like that? But I always had that support system with my mom and dad to go back to. I always had my my, my faith I could go back to to really keep me, you know, in, in a space where I could recover, you know, from it. Where I didn't get too deep, mm-hmm. where I was going off that off that off that deep end. So that's one of the really th- one of the things I'm really, you know, blessed to have because I can like again I can recycle that back because I know a lot of people don't have that. It's yeah. very very rare to have that kind of you know support system and that bubble, you know, around you and. Um, for for me, you know, mentally it was it was just understanding that that God always had something for me beyond what the world was trying to take away. Yeah. And, and 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 the world is gonna always you know attack you and say you're not this, you're not that, you're you you don't have enough value, you're not good enough. But God is always gonna take you and position you, you know, where no man can 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 take you. So that was was always in my mind, you know, from a young age as a kid, and I just carried that into adulthood. 
and it's just I kind of just put that force field around me, you know, sure. kind of like an Avenger. You yeah, know, I yeah, felt, yeah. I felt strong. I like nothing could touch me, you know, no matter what somebody did, no matter what this coach said, no matter what person, you know, told me that I couldn't be this, you know, I always just made sure that I, I came back to my foundation. So, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, understanding that even though I haven't, you know, I always tell kids this, I say I might not have the same, you know, gravity of, 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 of battles that you may have, but I understand them. You know, I can, I can empathize with you. You know, I can, I can help you. I can serve you. I can love you. You know, I don't have to technically be in your shoes to understand your perspective, but I can still, you know, I can still help you as much as I can because Mm -hmm. I've been, you know, I've been blessed enough to have these, these resources and these assets to be able to assist you in whatever you're going through. So, yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you, you, you know, you also talked a little bit earlier about how, um, you know, you were a late bloomer, mm-hmm. right? You had to kind of get over that obstacle yourself, right? Um, in, in, in terms of, you know, seeing that within, within some of your players, mm-hmm. you know, what, what does it look like for you to kind of mentor these kids through, you know, the late bloomer, the, hey, yeah, you may not be the most athletic person on the field, but you have value yes. on the field. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. How does that look and how does that yes. work and how so, do you overcome that? Yeah. So the, the first thing we got to do is we got to we got to find passion. You know, yeah. that's why I tell all my kids is you, you, if you're not playing this game to have fun, you should be out here. You know, if you're out here just trying to get a star next to your name or a scholarship, it's probably not going to pan out very well for you because you have yeah. your expectations are so high in yourself. It's just you're building yourself up to bring yourself back right back down. So, you know, we want to always just relax. You know, we want to go into every situation with confidence, whether it's training, whether it's watching film, whether it's in school, whether it's at, at, at practice, whether it's in a game. You know, we want to be loose. We want to have fun with it. We want to believe in ourselves. And if we do have shortcomings, again, we're going to be honest we're going to work on them and yeah. it's going to be okay because we always know that if we work if we were consistent in our development we're going to have growth you know yeah. and, and we're not going to just focus on you know just the things that we don't have you know we're not going to we're going to focus on what we do have too we're going to focus on the gifts that we have and we're going to hone those as well so you know i'll just i'll tell kids like i said i don't i don't want you guys to ever compare yourself i had a conversation with one of my young men the other day and he was just like, I feel like I'm being a, a, a like a negative, you know, a liability, you know, to the team. I'm like, no, we, you know, we we love you out here. We we want you out here. Mm-hmm. And this is this is all, you know, for your learning, for your growing process. Yeah. You might not be the fastest guy right now. You might not be able to jump high. You might not be able to catch good. But that's okay. You know, that doesn't make you less. That doesn't make you unusable. You know, we can we can we can take you from where you are right here and, and move you to the next, you know, uh, uh, plateau, you know, yeah. next year. You don't know what can happen. I had a young man who was – who we pulled up on our on our high school team um, in about eighth grade. He was young, young, great young man, used to drive all the way down from San Jose to work out with me um, every weekend. Um, his name was Logan. And he, he, he would go to the tournaments, and we'd throw him a long pass, and he would drop it. Throw him a pass <laughs> on the middle, he'd drop it. Yeah. And I'll just tell him, don't, don't quit, bro. You're good. Like, yeah. just, just stay in it. You're going to be great one day, I promise you. And just continue to work, continue to trust your process. And he never got his head down. He always kept his head up, and he listened, yeah. and he understand what we were telling him. He never gave up and quit and said, man, I'm just done with this, which is what a lot of kids do, yeah. is when they start struggling, they just quit. Mm. And we don't want to do that. We want to make sure we get through those struggles and fast forward he's a junior right now and he's got 
12 offers, you know, 12 oh, division awesome. one offers, Washington, uh, you know, Oklahoma State, you know, yeah. and it just shows you that what happens when you continue to stick to your to your foundation and not get frustrated, you know, yeah. just by those those temporary storms. You know, a lot of kids get frustrated by the temporary and they, it's so hard to see the, the future. You know, yes. we want to get into the endurance phase. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to fight through that and, and, and not get, you know, stuck, you know, in that mud. So I'm just really proud that I get a chance to reach young men and young women, you know, in their battles and yeah. really show them, hey, we're good. Yeah, like, we good. We in the like Peter in that boat, like, yeah, we, like we, we good, man. Just yeah. keep your mindset, keep your mindset focused, you know, you know, on, on his word, on, on your faith and, and just know that you got purpose and you got a calling. And, and just because this sports thing might not be going well for you right now, it doesn't mean the world is over. You know, right. we don't want to self-destruct just because one small iota in our life is going to go wrong. There's so many other things in your life that you're good at, mm-hmm. you know, that we want to balance that. And that's another thing I teach my, my mentees is about balance. We don't want to get too deep into one thing. We want to always balance because this what happens is, and I see this a lot, is a kid will get so obsessive within their sport. Maybe they play baseball and they, all they want to do, they want to hit, they want to lift, they want to go to the pitching coach, they want to do this and that. And they get so consumed with that, then baseball goes wrong and then they start becoming depressed and then they want to quit and then they don't want to go to school anymore and then they don't want to hang out with their friends and they don't want to go to dances. Everything just snowballs just from yeah. that one thing. Yeah. I'm like, we can't do that. We got to balance things out. We got to make sure we keep things all in a level perspective and not get too deep because if we get too deep, it's never it's never going to be good. Yeah. It's like in a, it's like if you're if you're in a relationship, you don't want to always be, you know, with your wife or with your husband <laughs> every single minute of the day. Like yeah. you want to kind of take some space and go do this and maybe hang out with your boys here and there like it's it's about that balance and that helps everybody you know have greater relationships and greater peace you know ultimately at the end of the day so yes sir i hear you i hear you 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 talked about the the vision and the confidence Mm -hmm. and you know speaking to your own you know vision and confidence as as well you know how, how do you balance that out how do you balance out like hey have pride in your work ethic but have the humbleness of your work yes, ethic. Yes. Right? Yes. Because it's so hard for you to catch that eighty yard pass mm. for uh, you know, the player to score that goal, yes. to hit that ball, mm-hmm. to shoot that shot. But, you know, you wanna have that 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 fight. Yes. But the the balance of that and how how do you go about that? So the the number one thing is you gotta have preparation. Your, yeah. your preparation literally starts and finishes it all. I mean, if you want to, you know, if you want to accomplish anything, you're going to have to put the work in and your preparation, you know, starts your path towards what your results are going to be. So if your preparation isn't right, your outcomes are going to show, you know, that they aren't. So um, our confidence aligns with the preparation. So if, if you show up, that's the beginning. If you work at it, that's the beginning. If you're consistent, that's, that's how it continues to progress. And everything has to be, you know, on a schedule. You know, you're going to have to make some sacrifices again like I did in my life. Um, that's just part of the, 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 of the role that we do in, in the sports environment, you know. And if you want to be great at anything, you'll look at some of the top players, you know, in the league, you know, Patrick Mahomes, the Tom Brady's, the, the LeBron's, you know, the, the, the Serena Williams, you know, all, all of them have had 
such an elite preparation cycle, and that's yeah. why they are where they where they are today. Yeah. They weren't just born, you know, as great, amazing athletes. I mean, even Kobe, he wasn't just born as a great, amazing athlete. Yeah. Everybody had their preparation that they had to involve themselves in to become who they were, you know, within their respective sports. So, um, it's a it's a tough concept sometimes to. Um, to to relay to kids, you know, because kids get distracted. Sure. You know, kids want to do their thing and kind of, you know, have like I said, they want to have their fun and do different things. But you know, if you really want those outcomes, you're gonna have to invest in it. It's like a bank account. You know, you want to you want to get that that interest. You know, you got to put that money in. It yeah. doesn't have interest out of air out of thin air. You got to really put something into it over and over and over, and that's gonna allow it to compound. So, um, understanding that when you do get your outcomes. It doesn't mean nothing. It yeah. doesn't mean you're done. Yeah. It means that, hey, there's another level now. Right. Nothing ever stops in sports. There's always a next level. There's always something else. So yeah. we don't want to get uh, too too uh, high on ourselves. We don't want to get too low. Yeah. We're just going to stay at one level the whole time, just keep doing the same process, the same mm-hmm. preparation, mm-hmm. and that's going to keep giving us consistent results, which is what we want. So um, we want to, again, stay humble. That's one of the things I'm really big you know, with the mentees that I work with. A lot of them, some of them are really great, and they get a lot of accolades, a lot of offers and stuff. I say, hey, we know where that comes from. We're, we're, we're great. We're thankful for it. But in the day, let's, let's, let's stay on the work. Yeah. You know, let's not get too comfortable. Let's not get too high and think that we're done. Because you get that first offer, and you're like, all right, I'm just going to chill now. I'm, I'm like, no, you, when you get to that <laughs> campus, guess what? It starts all over. Right. Uh, you you got to go against all these other guys in the same position that you were, you know, that coming from high school. Guys that has already been there that are all Americans playing above you. So what what now? You know, it's always gonna be a next level thing. So we wanna always make sure that we keep things in perspective. Yeah. Mm. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. I I'd like to shift focus a little bit and yeah. talk more of on the, the business side For and sure. how you you know, whatever obstacles and things that you kind of face to to get to where Purpose Field is now, right? So when when you were starting out and you talked about this that you were at Clovis North and then it kind of just snowballed in terms of the kids, mm-hmm. right? You know, so at what point did you realize like, hey, there's a business here? So I was actually also at the same time when I was volunteering, I was working at a local gym mm. and I was trying to kind of, I had the idea of what Purposeville wanted to be and I was trying to formulate that within the gym. But obviously when you're in a, a, a private space like that, they're going to have limitations on you, what you can do, sure. how you can do it, you know, how you can talk to the clients and certain things. They're trying to make their money. Yeah. You know, they're trying to get their packages sold sure. and different things like that. So it's, it's a little different. So, um, I needed that freedom. So that's when I had to quit that place. I had to walk away, you know, from whatever 12 bucks an hour that I was making. And I had to say, you know what, I'm just going to take this step and, and, and get my, 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 my paperwork in order. First and foremost, make sure it's legit. Make sure I get my insurance and my, my, uh, all my, 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 uh, fictitious business name, all that stuff. I had to get all that, that done. And then once I started that, that's when I was, uh, that's when I was able to begin to reach out to, to different um, kids and then kids would reach out to me. Hey, I'm also in a free camp. Come on out, you know, come, come see what it's, what it's like. Come see what yeah. I do, how I do it, how I speak. And yeah. once the kids are in that environment and they get a chance to be around you and they feel your personality, it just, it just naturally, they want to, they want more of it. And they want a chance to really say, you know what, I can be around them and I can get coaching from them. So it's not just about giving that football from him, but I get the chance to experience his wisdom. I get a chance to experience his aura and his positivity. And I think that's what a lot of things um, 
business business wise that I learned is not just about the the numbers and the and the and the quotas. It's about really understanding that that you're 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 working with people. Yeah. And 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 you have to be able to connect with people if you want to be good in business. Yeah. I mean, unless you're running like some e commerce or something like that, <laughs> from, so yeah, just on your on laptop. But if you really want to like doing the hands on like mentorship, you got to be able to be great. You know, with people, and I've always been a person that's that's work towards the heart, you know, of, of people, especially young people. So I work with, with parents too, but, you know, ultimately it's understanding that I have to be a man of character mm-hmm. and that's going to be my, my strongest selling point of all. Right. And I think even till today, I've been so grateful to maintain that image, you yeah. know, just being a man of character. If, if you bring up my name in any space around Fresno and they, they'll know, they'll know me. Oh yeah, he does this. He does that in the community. And that's one of the things that I'm, I love to hear. They don't talk about, Hey, he used to score touchdowns and all that. They talk about, Oh, he goes and he helps the homeless. Oh, he goes and he goes down to the, you know, to the center of the Pavarello or he goes down to the, uh, the church to pass out, you know, coats or whatever. It's always, it's always about what the positivity is. It's not just about what he does, you know, within that business space. So, um, but like I said, once, once the business, um, once the business got started, it kind of worked for itself yeah. because that image was so strong. And that's yeah. what I really focused on. I didn't, like I said, I didn't focus on the money. Right. I didn't focus on anything else. I didn't focus on, um, hype. I didn't focus on surrounding myself with anybody else. Yeah, I just yeah. did me. Yeah. And, and I just wanted people to know that, that I'm, I'm here for you guys and I'm going to try to put my best foot forward and, and, and really try to problem solve as, as much mm-hmm. as I can from the skill sets mm-hmm. that I've been given. And, and that's what really allowed it to be what it is today, because that image is just, it's just so strong. Once you establish it, it's, it's such a powerful, powerful thing to have, you know, within a company. And I just make sure I'm just trying to make sure that I maintain that every single day when I go in, you know, I'm making sure I, I treat people well. I make sure I, I take care of, of every mentee, you know, mm-hmm. from I don't want to leave a bad taste in anybody's mouth. But, you know, certain things, disagreements might happen here and there, and they rarely, rarely happen, you know, but they might happen. Sure. But I, I want to always make sure that, that I'm, I'm, I'm a servant first. Yeah. And I want to make sure that nobody is, 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 is leaving or nobody is going away or distancing themselves because of something that I did to hurt them. Right. And I'm just making sure that I put that forward and, and humbling myself and taking away the ego. Go mm-hmm. and just making sure that that um, that the servitude comes, you know, as priority. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. I I like how you're putting, like you said, you're putting the customer first. Yes. You're putting these kids first. Or yes. Putting their parents first. Yes. You're yes. Putting that, you know, what your that in, uh, investment of them mm-hmm. first. You yes. Know? Yes. And and it's showing. So, um, you know, when you know when you started to you know, get these kids and you started getting some traction and, you know, you're starting to see everything kind of come together, mm-hmm. right? Um, you mentioned earlier you have, you know, like an, the, this all-star team as well. Mm-hmm. How did that kind of come about where you were like, hey, it's time to branch off now yeah. and do this? Like, how, how did it come about that you were like, okay, this is good. Now it's time for growth or, mm-hmm. you know, walk us through that. Yeah, so... The way that I, when I do my mentorship is I do one-on-one. So I'll have a certain amount of appointments each day. And those are just one, one, one. I usually try, unless they're siblings, I'll sometimes do siblings together, but most of the time it's just one-on-one. So that limits my access to a lot of kids because you can only do so many in a day. So what the all-star team does is it allows me to take on an extra group of people. It allows allows me to reach an extra group of people Mm -hmm. that I couldn't reach, you know, 
during the week typically. So yeah. I get a I get an extra twenty, you know, twenty two football players, you know, every single year that get a chance to come underneath me, and maybe they're middle schoolers or maybe they're high schoolers, but that gives me a chance to really reach out and really, you know, uh, tap in to a lot more kids that I'm that I'm able that I'm not able to um, to um, work with during the week. So it's been a really great thing because we get more um, role models to come out and speak to them. Um, we get like my dad comes out and he'll talk to him. Rod Perry came out and talked to him not too long ago. So we get a lot of different, you know, people that are where they want to be yeah. that, that can come out and really minister and, and, and provide a positive influence to those kids so it provides that it provides that extra avenue of access i've been trying to hire (laughs) um, more people to come out and um to help me within the business um, because right now it's literally just me yeah it's very hard to find people that are consistent and to people really you know dive in and do what i do the way i do it yeah um but i'm willing to teach i'm willing to um you know, allow somebody to learn underneath me and, and to teach them, you know, the value and the presence that I provide, you know, if they're, if they're willing to do so. But it's definitely, uh, it's definitely not something that you just walk into. It's not like, it's yeah. not like, uh, it's not like a, like you walk into say Mart right. and you're just going to be a mentor. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like it's, it's, it takes it's time. Work. It takes, it takes a very, um, specific type of person, a specific type of heart to really work with kids, especially yeah. there's, a, there's very, um, fragile things that you have to understand. You have to not say, and you can't, can't say and there's certain ways that you have to communicate um so i have to of course you know teach that to somebody else but i would love to i would love to expand even more you know if 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 when that comes if god opens that door and 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 sends you know those people you know my way i would love to expand that and go out to different cities you know right now i still do my remote mentorships as well so i have kids that are in college i have kids that are in the NBA and the NFL, you know, those are the people that, you know, that are away, but I get a chance to still, you know, FaceTime them, Zoom call with them and go over, you know, anything that they're, you know, battling with as well. But, you know, from a, from a professional um, standpoint, I, I understand how important it is to keep moving, to not just get settled into that one spot. It's very easy to just get comfortable. Like everything's going well right now. I can definitely just chill continue to do my eight to 10 appointments every single day and just yeah. be a, be all good. But I understand there's a lot more people that need to be reached. There's a lot more people that need to be touched. And how can I do that? You know, not, not to the point where I'm killing myself yeah, to do it, exactly. but to the point where, where it's efficient, you know, where we're really able to really provide those results at the same rate. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a tough equation to crack. You know, it's definitely, it's definitely a tough equation to crack because as I said, it's, it's such an interpersonal thing with sure. mentorship, but um, I know it's going to line up very soon. I'm, I'm still working on it, you know, daily understanding, you know, trying to reach out to different people and network and, and try to acquire, you know, more people to come in and assist me. And my dad's been doing a great job helping me as well. You know, I'm definitely yeah. thankful for him because he helps me a lot, you know, with some of the, some of the extra mentees that I can't work with. But um, ultimately, that's that's what my goal is to really expand and just to be, you know, worldwide. You know, I think that's that's that'll be a great thing to have something like Purposefield, where it's just where there's maybe a Purposefield at every, you know, university where kids can come in and really, you know, tap into to personal mentors. You know, not not necessarily from a strict. Uh, we do have we do have uh, professional therapists on our on standby that are some of our kids work with, but just have that 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 brother that that sister guidance that big brother that big sister guidance to really speak to them 
you know, from a from a from a standpoint where they understand. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that's that's really good for me is because I understand the way kids think. Sure. I understand what they're into. I understand how they perceive things. You know, I'm still on the kind of on the younger side. I'm in my thirties, but I'm still on the younger side, and I'm around kids all the time. So I get a chance to really understand a lot of things that maybe some parents don't. So sure. um, that's a that's a definitely a great a great quality that I understand that I have to use, and mm-hmm. um, I want to be able to take that you know on a, on a, on a on a worldwide global level, you know, and I think that really be a great thing to have, you know, just, just for people to access, because again, there's so many different things that uh, are going against the youth right now. And I think they just need some counters. I think they need some people to just really step up and just, again, just show them their value. Yeah. And just show them that they have, you know, so much more to offer and they don't have to just be, you know, mediocre, you know, they can be, the best they can be great they can be amazing mm-hmm. you know but they just have to they have to have those seeds planted first and you know why not you know why not be you know why not be that entity that does that you know yeah. if if if, if a amazon and, and and all these different places can reach everybody so quickly with their products and different things why can't we reach people you know why can't we reach hearts at that level yeah. why can't we touch this heart this heart the same level that all these bigger companies do you know yeah. why not you know i always see you know from that from that visual level you know yeah. as a, a futurist level i want to be able to be able to reach all kind of hearts you know here and there everywhere you know at the drop you know and i think that's that's a thing that's it's a possibility but it's going to take some investment. It's going to take some resources. It's going to take some people to say, you know what? I really want to be a part of something great. Yeah. 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 I like that. I like that. Thanks. Um, you know, you talked about these these mentees at such different levels. Mm-hmm. How do you address your program and how did the program structure kind of come about mm-hmm. where it was like, okay, well, I can't do what I do for a eighth grader or a high schooler. Um the same way, right? I can't do what I do for a high schooler and a college athlete mm-hmm. the same way I do for an eighth grader and, you know, all the way up to the professional level. Like, how did, how did you kind of come about that and what were those challenges like? Yeah, so trial and, trial and error. Sure. You know, just understanding, you know, that, you know, everybody's going to have a different perspective at the point in their life. So the, the college, the college athlete might have a certain way that a pro might not have. And then the young kid might not have, everybody's going to go through their different growing pains. This, this person might be going through puberty. It's all, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all type of different, different um, aspects that go into it. And my job is to just understand where they are and just to be okay. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and to tell them that it's okay where they are and then find out what the problem is, what the, what the solutions are and to really help them, you know, unpack to, to get, you know, forward to where they want to be. So it's all, like I said, it's always just been trial and error. There's no, um, there's no blueprint to it. I, don't, yeah. I really don't think there is any blueprint to it. And yeah. it's really just kind of getting there and then just listening and just hearing them speak and share and tell me what's going on, what's on their heart, where, what are their visions are, what are their doubts, you know, what kind of adversities have they been facing and then try to present them the solutions that fit, you know, where they're at in their, in their, uh, moment of life. So, um, for the younger kids, you know, so most of the time it's it's the pressure, um, it's the expectations mm. from the from the older kids. Mm-hmm. It's you know dealing with life and not feeling adequate enough, not being fulfilled. You know, it's all everybody has a different thing. You, and once you get 
you know, once you get normalized with it, you kind of know. You just know, okay, this person's dealing with this because of this. You know, yeah. this person's dealing with this. And you just kind of put those pieces together. But it takes a lot of just experience. And, you know, I've been in this for seven, eight years. So yeah. I kind of just have seen a lot and I've seen everything. So I kind of get to a point now where I just know, you know, I just know how to how to formulate um, how to formulate the dialogue, how to present the options, how to show the perspective and put it on paper mm-hmm. and just guide them, you know, through whatever um, battles, you know, that they're going through. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, you know, you, you also talked about um, the, the uh, mental health aspect of this mm-hmm. is, and, and, you know, the, the diversity of kids that you have. Mm-hmm. You know, is there anything that you see that's similar from like the pro athlete to the eighth grader? I would say, I would say in in some ways there are similarities because some of the older adults haven't had haven't had the structure right in their childhood, and it affected their development into adulthood. Oh wow! So yeah. they're still, in a sense, still the kid. Mm-hmm. They haven't moved past a lot of the things that they've dealt with in their childhood, so they mm-hmm. carry that all the way in their double because they never got therapy for it. They never got any counseling or guidance. Sure. So they're still in that same position. So um, I do see that pretty pretty often, actually. And what I try to do is I just try to take them back. I'll say, I'll say okay, let's unpack it. You know, why, why do you have this thought? Why do you feel like you're not good enough? Why do yeah. you feel like your worth isn't where it needs to be? Why right. do you think, like, this person deserted you? Like we always want to go back to the why, and then yeah. they go, "Well, when I was 12, then I lost my dad, and my dad, my mom." It's always, you know, we got to go back to the beginning of where it is. And for the kid, it might be right then; it might just happen, you know. So we want to always make sure that we, you know, we we go back and we we go to the root, and that's why I always talk about my mentees. We always get to the root. There's always a there's always a why, you know. We just don't want to say what. We always want to say why, you know. Yeah. Why do you, why are you? having these emotions why are you having these thoughts not just what are the emotions or what are the thoughts why are you having them and that's what allows us to really answer those questions and uh find those solutions but there's definitely there's definitely similarities at times you yeah. know in different in different ways yeah i bet mm-hmm. i bet is is there anything is there anything in terms of the 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 setup that you know you dealt with from where you started at mm-hmm. to to where you're at now that you had to like okay you know what this isn't gonna work. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I need to drop this aspect mm-hmm. and focus more on this. Was uh, what, what were those kind of trial and errors that that you faced? I would probably say that being too available. Mm. I mean, it could be a, a, a bad. It could be a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah, you know, because your available your availability is probably one of your biggest assets, and when you're running, you know, a company, especially by yourself. Yeah, and. If you give too much to one thing, you'll burn out, and then it'll affect everything else. So that's one of the things I had to really Man. work on is just really cutting back, yeah. and 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 not feeling guilty about it, but understanding, hey, if I want to be the best and I want to serve you guys in the best manner, I gotta make sure that I'm okay too. Because if I'm not okay, then it's gonna mess up yeah. all of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I really had to take that step. Um, cut back on some of the appointments, take that Friday and that Saturday and that Sunday off consistently and just make sure I get my recovery, make sure mm-hmm. I get a chance to get around my family. And 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 it worked. it's been working out really well. It's been helping me a lot. Yeah. I've been feeling a lot more recovered, a lot more up and, and having that energy. 
Um, but that's probably one of the things I would say that I really tried to focus on is just really make sure that, that I'm good and, yeah. and not try to just say, okay, let me just discount the things that I'm going through just so I can be an asset to other people. Like, no, I got to deal with me as well at yeah. the same time so I can be the best that I can be for, for others. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure, for sure. I think the availability part is something that, you know, it, it smacks you in the face yes. until – and and it smacks you in the face because until that point you didn't realize it was a problem. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Right, for sure. Because you're just on, you're just trying to go 110. percent Yeah, you're, you're on grind mode. You're just trying to get it. Yeah, especially an athlete like that's what you think. You for just sure. always want. Oh, let me get it. Let for me sure. get it. Like nope. Like you gotta be careful. Mm -hmm. Like because you'll get too much. You get overextended. That's not good. Yeah. Do you do you mind telling us about an example of where it did hit you in the face where mm -hmm. you were like, okay, something needs to change? Yeah. Um. Just. From from a personal perspective, yeah. you know, just with like my like my dating life, oh like, sure, yeah, like like I was always just so focused on work, football, yeah. like just doing all those different things and just building the company, and, and you just lose track of like, man, you you know, you you want to have a family, you have all sure. these goals and ambitions for yourself, but you're so overly consumed, you know, with doing these different things that aren't going to result in having a family. <laughs> so it doesn't, you got to like think of it from a rational standpoint sure. that you got to make some changes in order for you to have opportunities. Yeah. So that really allowed me to like step out of it and say, okay, I got to really make sure that I'm being uh, assertive and I'm making sure that I'm taking the steps I need yeah. to to have the results that I want. Because I do want to have a family. I do want to get yeah. married. I want to have kids and all those things. So I have to make sure that I'm positioning myself to make that happen. You know, gotcha. it's so easy to get consumed, you know, in some of the things that you want to do, some of the things oh, you want to yeah. pursue. It's very, very easy. Oh, yeah. But you got to make sure that you don't forget that you still have other you know, balances in life and other life pursuits as well. You know, you can't just get too constructed into one. You yeah. know, and think that everything is just going to come at the end once you get there. Because it might not. You know, you, you can miss that timeline, you know, very yeah. quickly. Yeah. yeah. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Um, um, you know, in Purpose Field and, and you know, getting up to, you know, where you're at now, you know, we talked a little bit before the podcast about, man, your, you know, your social media presence is also – you know, top notch, Thank right? You. Thank you guys you. are posting and you guys are uh, creating content Thank and, you. you know, you know, that's no easy lift. Not at all. Right. So, um, you know, do you mind kind of walking us through that, mm -hmm. that, that strategy a little yeah. bit and mm -hmm. how that kind of came about to where it started to where it is now? Yeah. Yeah. So I've always been consumed with positivity. Yeah. And I've, I think that you know, again, I go back to the same word, be the counter. Yeah. And that's one of the models that I live by is just be the counter. If you go through social media, there's so much like negative tip negativity. Yeah. And just there's there's influencers and there's people that's t different politicians and, and, and then just people just talking nonsense and just and then the kids gravitate towards it and the kids reflect it and mm -hmm. the kids mimic it. And I try to, you know, tell them like, nah, that's that. You could be so much greater than that. You could, you could really lift people up. Yeah. You could really speak life into people and really be that person that people gravitate towards, not to get anything, but to really understand that we're gonna lift up your spirit. So, um, that's always I've always been consumed with that, you know. And I, you know, I'm talking even from my my personal page is the same way. Like my my. My pur my purposeful page, you know, we we do the positive content. We we I put their workouts on there, um, different speeches I'll give to the kids and different things like that. But even on my personal page, it's, it's kind of the same thing. It's not really that much of a difference. Like I'll have like like some fashion stuff. I like fashion and cars and stuff like that. But 
I try to just really combine the two that show that I'm the same way as I am, you know, within the business. Yeah. I'm still the, that positive person. I'm still that person that's, you know, that's uplifting people, really speaking life into it. But, you know, I've always been I've always been um, consumed with that is just really just changing that narrative and just really, you know, making sure we, we, we keep everything clean. And I even monitor my, my mentees social medias. You know, yeah. that's one of the things that I do within Purposefield. And if they'll put something up, I'll tell them, hey, take that down. You know, we want to be we want to be smart in that. Yeah. We don't know who's looking at our stuff. We don't know nah. who's being affected by what we say. You know, everything has an outcome. It's so easy to just con- be consumed with the with just speaking how we want and and not being worried about the consequences like everything has an outcome so i try to teach you know the, the young mentees that and i try to be be that example you know myself because yeah. they follow what i do yeah you know they're gonna be you know they're gonna be able to see that hey if elon's doing it you know i i can i can do that too if he's yeah. be still he still be can be cool and still you know not put craziness on his on his page and all this explicit stuff and talk and go and target people like if he can do that, I can do that too. So I try to really be that that role model and that example, for both on the personal and on the professional side. So, and then we also have a great team of of media guys who help us out. Um, yeah. Chris Aguiari is a really great guy. He does press pass. He helps us out. Sal Velasquez, great guy, helps us out, and just really positive people yeah. that just are concerned with with elevating young people and just what can I do to to help? What can I do? Whether it's recording this video and sending it to this school, this workout and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's always about helping us, about loving us, about serving. You know, even yeah. when we go out to do the 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 stuff in the community where we where we give and we do community service, you know, they're always concerned, hey, what can I do to come help? How can I broadcast this for you? The news, you know, will come out and do a story. You know, all everybody's consumed with just being an asset and, and, and being a blessing. And that's what I really want to normalize is we can all do different things for each other. Like I can be a blessing in your life in this way. You can be a blessing in my life in that way. Yeah, and and yeah. social media is such a good way to show that. And, yeah. and it's, such a, it's such a good way to show, you know, that it doesn't have to be about um, um, self, you know, exalting. You know, we yeah. it's, it's not always about me, 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 me. Like let, let's let's really understand that it's about the people. It's about what we can do to uplift people, and let's highlight the good stuff. Yes. You know, let let's broadcast the great news, um, the life changing things that are happening in the community, and not just you know what we have, where we're going, you know what I just bought at the store, and you know it's so it's so easy to just be be me 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 you know and i want to get away from that and i want to just show people that it's okay to you know to be a to be a servant and to be an asset in the world that really uplifts for sure mm-hmm. for sure you know uh you you, you talked about you know in, in purpose field and even in your own in, in your own battle right you know having that battle but being grounded yes and you talked a lot about your faith as that as well and you know, I'd like for you to just talk a little bit about that in the sense of, you know, how your faith played a part in that, mm-hmm. how your faith, um, you know, helped you through the battles, but being grounded, mm-hmm. uh, if, if you don't mind. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, grew up, you know, from the, from the day I was born in a, in a Christian household, yeah. um, not denominational, um, just being structured and, and, and shown, you know, what it's like to live your life as Christ did. And, mm-hmm. and that was one of the things that I always, you know, was consumed with and understanding how important it was to really model my life from 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 the man and, 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 the, and the, the being that 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 Jesus was, you know, when he was here on this earth and, and to observe, observe the words and then study the words that were in the in the Bible 
and to really put those into action and not just, you know, just be a Christian, you know, in the title, but actually be a Christian, you know, in the walk and the yeah. way I spoke and the, the actions and the way I treat people. And I think that foundation from the moment when I was a kid and watching my parents, watching my uncles and who were deacons and my grandfather and all these people who are just, you know, within that environment, watching the way that they lived and the way they treat people. I was like, man, I, I, I can do that. I can mm -hmm. be that, too. And I see great outcomes from them. I know I'm going to get great outcomes, too, if I just, you know, follow what follow what they're doing. And my mom and dad were a really strong influence, of course, but, you know, they never really, like, said, okay, we're just going to shove you into this. They made me make my own choice. Yeah. You know, they, they, they allowed me to to organically form my relationship with God and allow me to, 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 to fall and to get back up and to really understand that, you know, this is your journey. Mm -hmm. You know, we got our faith. You know, I got my faith, but – you got to find George, you got to find him. And then mm -hmm. once I found him, you know, at a young age, I was able to accept Christ into my life, get baptized and then pursue my walk, you know, to this day. And, you know, but the thing I really had to understand when I was a kid is, is, is the faith is not just for you. Yeah. And that's one of the things that really led me to purpose feel way back then yeah. was understanding that it's not just for me. So it's so easy to just, okay, I'm going to just keep God in myself. I'm going to pray. I'm going to go to church and I'm not going to say anything else. And that's it. It's just going to be me and God. Yeah. But it's not like that. I got to really go out to the world. I got to, I got to plant seeds wherever I can. I got to be a voice. I got to be a beacon. I got to uh, invest. I got to give, you mm -hmm. know, those are the, those are the things that I had to understand at a young age. And I really had to normalize those things. And that's when, really people started to gravitate towards me like in the locker room especially like when I was a kid like sixth grade seventh grade coming up to me hey can you pray for me hey can I talk to you about what my mom did or whatever mm -hmm. like just those little moments I always recall you know at a young age and as I grew up and as I got into college at Sac State you know that just became natural I just became that beacon and it was all just because of the foundation that I had you know yeah. when I was when I was a young kid so you know I just really tried to um to, to keep, you know, my faith and not, not, not to a point where it's where I'm smothering people, yeah. but I'm just going to show the light within me. And, and it's going to get to a point where they're going to come up to me and they're going to ask, man, what do you have inside you? Like, why are you, why are you always so positive? Why do you, why do you not get so angry or off kilter? Mm -hmm. You know, why, why are you so at peace when every, everything around you is going crazy? And I, I get a chance to tell them that opens the door. You know, I get a chance to tell, well, let right me tell there. you about my faith. Yeah. Let me tell you about what, what I've been raised in. Let me tell you about what my God can do, you know, what he's done in my life, you know, for me. And then that that's that becomes, you know, what it is. That becomes the ministry moment. moment. So, you know, and football, again, is a great – it's a great channel. It, it, yeah. Sports is a great channel to really get a chance to reach people. So I've kind of combined the two and, and literally put it into a business. I took my faith and I took my sport – and I put them together and I said, okay, this is what I'm going to do to help the world. And, and that's what it's been, you know, ever since. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. No, I love that. Yes, sir. Thank you. Um, you know, when, when we were uh, talking earlier, you know, when we first started the podcast, you talked a lot about having that stride and having that balance. And then obviously your faith played a big role in that. Right. Um, how, how did you learn, or maybe you learned the hard way of, you know, ego versus faith. Mm, that's big. So in in pursuing sports, yeah, sometimes you'll think that you're better than what you are. You'll think that you should receive more than what you should probably receive. Mm -hmm. And I got to a point where I was so blinded by my pursuit of going to the NFL that I became 
I became an egoist. I became like a person that was not fun to talk to, a person that was not fun to be around, a person that was not being very reasonable or nice. You know, yeah. it affected my relationships with my mom, especially. You know, we had some struggles, but you know, I had to really come back around and really, you know, understand that. You know, that wasn't that wasn't the Christ way. You know, that wasn't mm-hmm. that wasn't the way. You know, that you're supposed to be. You know, in life, and this is not just for sports. This could be for work. You could be at a job. And that job could be consuming you, and and you want to get that promotion so bad, but you don't understand that it's affecting what you're doing at home. It's, it's affecting your relationships with your with your spouse and with your kids, and you want to always make sure that you pull yourself back and understand how important it is to humble yourself, yeah, and to not get you know to a point where you just think that you're the man, that you're the big guy on campus, right. and nobody can tell you anything, nobody correct can correct you, nobody can you know to, to can can say hey, you know what you need to do this a different way. And I had to get to that point where to grow, you know, as a young man and, and to understand how important it is to listen and to take in information and not just be so consumed with, with me, me, me and trying to pr- pursue my dreams, but understanding that somebody might be hurt, you know, within that process. And yeah. we don't want that. You don't never want to create distance, especially with loved ones. Um, you don't For never sure. want to you don't never want to hurt people just because of what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, we, you want to always make sure that there's some form of, 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 of compromise and you're letting people know that, hey, I might have these dreams. But if it comes at the expense of, of hurting my family or, or, or getting away of our relationship, it's not worth it. Yeah. So I had to really take a step back, you know, in my life and in that moment. And, and that was kind of the part of the reason why I walked away from football, too. Because I saw that it was hurting my relationships. Because it was, I was, I was, I was dealing with different things on the field. It was making me angry. Coach, maybe not be play me one week and put me inactive. I'm, I'm not talking to my mom the right way and being, you know, you know, it's just not good. And, and I, I didn't want to be that way. You yeah. know, I was never that way, you know, growing up. But I started to see myself, you know, get more into that into that space. So walking away from football, you know, really kind of helped me get back to the, the person that I wanted to be. And it's so funny because, like I said, some things you have your dream and you're pursuing it and it might feel good, but you don't understand that you could be affecting some other stuff on the side. For sure. So we want to always make sure that it's okay to pursue and go for what you want to go, but don't do it at the expense of hurting the people around you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yes, sir. Um in that same aspect, right? When and you you talked about this, where you you kind of just get zoned in or locked in on this one thing, and mm-hmm. for you, you know, it's the NFL. Mm-hmm. How how did you how did you kind of come to the conclusion of like, okay, hey, you know, this isn't what is is gonna be my thing. Yeah, I I need to be okay with that, and then. How does that transition to purpose feel too, where you have to maybe tell some of these kids some mm-hmm. tough conversations, right? Definitely, most definitely, most definitely, and it's it's having that it's having that honesty, you know. And and I'm blessed to have, like I said, I'm blessed to have a dad who's played ten years in the NFL, so he knows the business in and out, and mm-hmm. he understands, you know, how it works. And and the reality is, okay, if you're in the if you're in this league, there's a very very rare chance that you'll get pulled up to this league. It's yeah. just the way it is, and You've been in here for three years, four years, and nothing has been coming into fruition yet. Yeah. So what's next? You're about to be 25, 26 years old. 
what's next, you know, because you can't keep doing this over and over every single year expecting for that thing to pop off that it might not, you know, yeah. that 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 such is such a, a loose form of hope. You know, we want to make sure that we always tread in reality as well, you mm-hmm. know, because that's going to help us progress in life. So for me, it was to have that, you know, to have that honest conversation. I had it with my father. And just, you know, I'm like, Dad, I think this is this is not going to be, you know, as beneficial for my life, you know, as it should be. This pursuit, what I'm doing, is hurting me more than it's helping me. Yeah. So that allowed me to really, you know, to pursue that honesty and to really step away and to dive full speed, you know, into Purpose Field, which, is, which ended up being the blessing. That ended up being the outcome. Right. And Purpose Field could have been started way before then. But because right. I was so blinded and because I was so concerned with just me, 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 Retain my dreams, do my thing. I didn't see it, right? But yeah. Purposeville could have been started way back, you know, when I was doing my thing post-graduation. But I decided to pursue, you know, obviously the NFL. So it's just a fact of seeing the whole uh, the whole picture and not yeah. just getting caught up in that tunnel. And I, I think that's re- really allowed me to to start the business and to really get into the nitty-gritty of the business because yeah. I could have easily – Kept pursuing the sure, league. I could have sure. easily been playing over and over, taking dead in, whatever, making a little bit of money here and there, you know. But it, it just it wouldn't have been what it is today, you know. I wouldn't have been able to reach the people that I have today. Yeah, and everything was was for, lined up for a purpose, and I had to make that hard decision to walk away. And it was tough for those first like year away from it. It's like, man, I still want to get out there. I want to yeah. go. Like I was still like training and stuff, like just just to be yeah. ready. But it's like, man, it's, you just had that itch, you know, but it's hard to get away. But like I said, when that, when those results start hitting, when you get those kids and they start changing, and they start growing, and yeah. they start one way, and then you see them a couple of weeks later and they're another way, like that's, that, that, that kind of confirms it. You're like, okay, this is, this is why. Yeah. This is why I gave it up. This is why I left, you know, that, this is why I got away from that pursuit. And, and I think that's one of the biggest things now that, that really inspires me every day is knowing that I made the right decision that because I stepped away and knowing that because I pursued the right thing that God was able to open a better door for my life, you mm-hmm. know? So I, I couldn't see it for myself, but God had to really rip me out and take me and put me in a different place and say, you know what, you know, let's, 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 let's start, let's restart the process. Let's get you where you, where you need to be. So you can really be a, a change agent and really affect lives like you should be. Cause you can't, you're, you're, you're doing some good things right now, you know, playing your sport, but you could be doing so much more, you know, if you're mm-hmm. if you're away from that sport. And I, I had to make that make that hard decision, and and it definitely paid off. Mm. Yeah, I love definitely that. Definitely paid off. I love that. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um. I I I like to talk a little bit um about you know the kids in general, mm-hmm. and you know, sorry, not just the kids, but your mentees in general, mm-hmm. right? Anywhere from your the pros all the way down to mm-hmm. to these middle schoolers maybe right um so i personally have done youth group for like eight years now seven years now so and i do middle school nice so what i've learned with them man and kids in general is dude their bs detector is yeah barnet yes yes sir (laughs) <laughs> yes, sir. and you're grinning right yeah. now yes. at me. So yes. Yes. <laughs> I assume that you have had your fair share of that, right? And I, I am like you, where I, I want them to know, like, hey, you're gonna find the same version of me mm-hmm. outside these walls there it is. that you do inside these walls. And by no stretch of the mind am I perfect. By no stretch of the mind am I, you know, someone that is doing everything right. 
Um, but I'd like for you to, you know, maybe talk a little bit about, you know, those obstacles that you faced mm-hmm. where, hey, okay, this version of me is not going to be the version that purpose field mm-hmm. needs to be founded by. Yeah. And how did that kind of, you know, those trials and errors go about? Yeah. So, I've, again, um, image was the priority. You sure. know, way, way, way back, I always knew that I had to um, present myself, you know, as somebody, as as a man of character. And I never wanted by, you could, nobody to get confused. And I have a last name that I have to protect. And I have a last name that I have to live up to, you know, in my family. So that was one of the things that I was always concerned with, even way back when I was a kid. I never really got in trouble. You know, I never was really known as a person that got into any craziness or a person that was, you know, I was kind of known as the church boy, you know, yeah. most of the time when I was growing up, I wasn't, I wasn't really known as that. But, you know, even, even today, you know, I always want to make sure that um, kids see an example of somebody that they want to be and yeah. not just, not just, you know, the, the entertainer or the athlete, the pro athlete um, or, or whatever, the, the social media influencer, but just somebody that's a, a good natured person, a person that has a good heart yeah. and a person that, that really wants to help people. And I think that's, um, such a great thing. I think it's such a rare thing. It's just to find just people that are just for others, you know, yeah. just people that are just for people that are just, you know, that are just, they, they have so much empathy in, in their heart. And like you said, kids know when, when you're not being who you are, they yeah. can tell, you know, kids are very, very astute. You know, they're very skilled in, in detecting, you know, what's real and what's fake. So, um, um, my, my thing is just always being honest with them and letting them know that, you know, again, that, like you said, I'm not perfect. You know, I do have my, my shortcomings and, mm-hmm. and I'm working on them. Yeah. And I know that God is going to allow me to, to fix those things. And I'm going to continue to, to, to pursue his, his name and everything. And that's ultimately what's going to help me. But, um, I want to make sure that again, that I'm, I'm being the person that they can really reflect and they can really model. That's important for me. You know, I don't want to be a person that, they're looking at it like, oh, why is this guy doing this? But he's talking like this. Like yeah. that, that, that the hypocritical thing is not for me. It's just not, you know, it's not who I am. You know, I, I, I write a lot. I don't know if you probably see me on social media. I do mm-hmm. a lot of different posts and yeah. I, I expand on thought and, and different philosophies. And I really try to live. I live that in my life. Yeah. It's not just me talking, you know, to try to get any likes or views. Like that's what I really want to put out into the world because that's who I am. And I want kids to know and my mentees to know that, you know, you could be that too. You know, yeah. you can be, you know, who you want to be. You could be a great person. You can have, you know, all these different things, but it all starts with your character. Yeah. So um, the image has to be, you know, at the forefront. You have to protect your image. You have to make sure that you're putting forward and you, ha- and you have to make sure that you're following, you know, what you're pu- putting forward, you know, offline as well. So that's very important. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um how and what is so how do you deal with you know mistakes and failures Mm -hmm. and then how do you you know explain to the mentees that mistakes and failures are part of the process oh yeah so the first they would do is it's okay you know we we, we're okay we're we're good you know and don't get too down yeah and that's one of the things that you know and and the world is so quick to to judge and to shame and to guilt and we don't want to do that. We yeah. want to we want to lift people out of their out of their misery, out of their you know mistakes and their faults, and let them know that hey, you're good. There's a there's a response coming, yeah. and that's one of the things that I really work on with my mentees is how to respond. And and we're gonna we're gonna fall sometimes. You yeah. know, we're gonna we're gonna fall left. We're gonna go right. And 
you know, I, I might give you an instruction. You still might not might not do it right, but it's sure. okay. And and no matter what, I still love you. I still care about you, and yeah. I still want to see you be at your best. And we're not gonna walk away from you just because you made a mistake. We're not gonna give up on you just because you made a mistake. There's always gonna be people surrounding you that are gonna pick you back up. Mm-hmm. You know, even when you don't pick yourself back up. And that's the biggest thing that I tell you know my mentees is we're gonna we're gonna be just we're gonna be okay. You yeah. Know, don't don't let that disappointment. And that and that and that worry and that uh, oh man I messed up so I'm just gonna keep messing up don't don't ever let that seek into your spirit you yeah. know I always think that 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 God has a plan for you despite you know your shortcomings despite your failures and the things that you that you've been battling with for sure mm-hmm. for sure how 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 do you how do you have that conversation about about failure when you know that that person has been striving for this goal mm-hmm. but then injury comes Mm -hmm. or you know it's just not happening the Mm -hmm. way they thought the way you guys thought it Mm -hmm. would and you do have to have that tougher conversation about hey we may have failed in this aspect you know but it's part of the journey it's part of the process like you know how does that how how do you how do you approach that especially in sports there's there's controls there's the controls and there's the uncontrolled. Like there's just that's just the nature, you know. Like you said with injuries, it's just something you can't control. It it might happen, it, it won't happen. We pray that it doesn't, and we prepare hopefully that it doesn't. But you know, different things come up. You might yeah. get benched one week. You might get you know you, you might lose your starting job. It's just part. It's part of the journey. But again, what's your response? Mm-hmm. That's all I come back to. What's what's the response that we're gonna have? We can get sad. We can go into a shell and complain and say, woe is me, the world's over, oh, I lost this, I did that. Or we can pick ourselves back up and understand that there's something else that's lined up for us. Because I'm in, in, in my faith, I believe that anytime God puts you in a position, it's for a reason. Yeah. So if, if, if you get that injury, you never know what's going to come after that injury that's going to be bigger than what you thought it was. But if you're so focused on the issue, you're so focused on what, you, what you've fallen into, you'll never be able to step forward into what God has for you. So, yes. you know, my thing is always let's, let's, let's just respond. Let's not get lost in sorrow. You know, let's, let's, let's find our joy, you know, despite, you know, these, these, these struggles, you know, despite, mm-hmm. you know, what has been taken from us, despite what we've lost, you know, despite the rejection, you know, this, you're going to get those things in life. That's, we're, we're ready for those. We know yeah. that's going to come. But guess what? You're also going to get some wins. Yeah. You're going to get some yeah. blessings. You're going to get some favor in your life. But I want you to be ready for that as well. You know, be ready for both. You know, be ready for both. So, you know, my thing is to always respond with that positivity. When, yeah. I, when I'm having those conversations, some of them are hard. And sometimes it'll be a, it'll be a career ender. Like yeah. it, it could be, that's it. This is, this is, you worked all your life and you, your shoulder popped out. You can't throw no more. You can't play baseball. Like that's yeah. it. What are you going to do now? What, what else are you good at? What else what else has God put in your life for you to be great at? Because you ain't just a baseball player. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's when we kind of get to that nitty-gritty. We, we understand what purpose is. Yeah. You're not just here to play baseball. You're not just here to throw a ball around. Yeah. There's so much more that you can do. You can go be being media. You could be an engineer. You could do these different things. But if you if you like me and you just don't – if you just see one thing, if you just see that, that sports – you know, you're going to lose out on a lot. You're going to miss those opportunities for you to really grow and you really elevate in life. So, you know, let's always keep things in perspective and not just get concerned, you know, with the with the with the with the break in life. You know, let's 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 not concern with the valley. You know, let's get back to that peak. You know, yeah. let's get back to that peak. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yes, sir. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just wrapping up here. What what has been your biggest obstacle 
in starting Purvis Field and getting to where you're at now? I would say probably the the biggest obstacle, and it's not as much anymore just because the longevity has kind of pushed it out, but it was getting away from my father's name, I, I guess in a sense. Like people would just assume like, oh, he's only successful because he's Stephon Page's son or oh. he's he thinks he's better than other people because his dad played in the NFL and all these different things. So you get this, you get these certain types of, of, of presentations sent your way that are basically far from true. Um, but it's just something you just have to deal with. Naturally, just being a son of a professional athlete and then starting a business in a city that he played in at Fresno State, yeah. you know, so forth. But um, longevity has definitely pushed that pushed that away. But I mean, it's still there a little bit. But back when I first started the, the company, that's it was a lot of those types of conversations would happen. You know, mm-hmm. people sending different rumor mills and all the different stuff. But my thing was to always just make sure I just stayed away from it. And I'm really, really good at not responding. I'm very good at that. Yeah. Um, people will say different things. And past, it's just the way it is in sports. People talk. People say sure. mean stuff. But I'm a, I'm a person that I just – I'm very, like, nonchalant about it. I, I won't respond to it. I'm always focused on what I have to do to help people. Yeah. I'm not a person that really gossips. I don't talk about people. I don't plant any type of pl- bad seeds. Anything I do is to, is to really bring people up and to really inspire people. So uh, people can have their their comments and, and assumptions about me and what I do. But at the end of the day, I know that God is going to work and God is, is, is doing amazing things, you know, especially within this city and within these, these mentees that I'm touching. Mm-hmm. And, and the outcomes, you know, speak for themselves. You know, I don't really have to say much. You know, I don't have to issue any any tweets or anything like that yeah. to defend myself you know we, yeah. we we got the we got the evidence already you know on 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 on, on action and on paper so um yeah i would say probably that's the only thing besides that not not much you know yeah. not not much not too much not that i know of at least yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. do you do you feel like those do you feel like the obstacles you know mm-hmm. maybe that were there were not obstacles only because you know it's like okay this is what you normally go through when you start a business. Yeah. These long hours. This you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. what, do, do you feel like maybe like looking back, like, mm-hmm. oh man, yeah, that maybe was an obstacle, yeah. but who doesn't have to go through that of starting a business? Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, it, for me, being an entrepreneur, entrepreneur was kind of easy because yeah. I was already kind of that as an athlete. Like, yeah. you're already you doing had to market that. yourself. You ha- you're you literally is is from morning to night. Yeah. You have to do a job. You have to watch film. You have to go to meetings. You mm-hmm. have to everything is scheduled out already throughout your day, and you have to make sure you manage that on your own. Nobody's holding your hand doing that stuff. Right. You have to do all those things yourself. So I was kind of be I've been doing that for years. It was just yeah. so normalized. So now when I do it now, it's just eh, whatever. Just whatever. Like I I I, I stay. I, I might stay up late, wake up early. Yeah. Knock that. Knock that. Knock that appointment. Like that's just what we do. Like we we get things done. You know, as athletes. So, um, gratefully I have that within me. You know, yeah, some people yeah. don't, but um, gratefully I have that within me. For sure. I would definitely not recommend being an entrepreneur <laughs> for everybody. You know, some people need to have that management under on top of them, telling them, hey, do this. You know, just destruct which is okay yeah but um but it's it's definitely something that you have to be gifted for you know sure. it's not it's not easy at all you yeah. know i wouldn't recommend it to anybody to everybody but it's it's definitely something that if if that's your skill set then you could definitely make a way you know within it if you're self-motivated if you know how to go get it and you know how to you know create and and and, and open up new ideas and, yeah. and innovate and different things like that and then you're going to be just just fine yeah mm-hmm. i love that yeah um what's something that you know you you learned you know year you know seven eight that 
you wish you would have maybe known year one, two? Man, that's a great question. That's <laughs> a great question. I would probably say be more accessible. Yeah. Be more accessible. I think because early on I was more concerned with just being in a, in a small bubble. Yeah. But now I've opened myself up to more networking, and yeah. that's allowed more resources to come oh, in. Oh, yeah. So yeah, before yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm just going to do me. I'm not going to accept nothing. I don't want nobody else to have a hand in it. You know, I'm just gonna do. I'm gonna do it my way, and I'm gonna do it. But now I'm allowing myself to take in feedback. I'm allowing myself to take in other resources yeah. to help me to really give those things. You know, give things back. You know, to the to the to the community. So that's been that's been a really. Um, it's, it's part of the evolution. You yeah, know, it's part of yeah. growth. You, you have to learn. You know how to how to change things up, and don't just get in your own way. Don't get stuck in just doing things one way, but always be open and kind of adjusting here and there, listening yeah. and taking in different ideas, so you can you know so you can really you know open up and expand as much as you can. So um, I've definitely allowed Purposefield to to experience growth from that aspect, and I've definitely seen it from a tangible. Um, perspective you know working with different partnerships and different things like that and really allowing those things to really you know come into the business and really um to really access you know what's in the in the core of what we do and that's giving back ultimately yeah mm -hmm. i got gotcha. you i got gotcha. you yes sir um last question for you mm -hmm. is how do you define success for your mentees mm -hmm. success for my mentees is inner peace mm. inner peace i love that inner peace if, if if we're if we're peace if we have peace on the inside and we're content within ourselves and and, and we're content within our purpose and we're fulfilled that's success yeah. it's not anything that has to do with the, the accolades or what we've accomplished or what we have or what we look like none of that stuff is really matters it's, it's all trivial and then a day your heart has to be it has to be settled it has to be at yeah. rest and luckily the thing that we have is we have that faith and I really try to put that into them and that's kind of like the glue that keeps yeah. it all together you yeah. know what I'm saying so we have that force field like I talked about earlier and we just know that nothing is going to come against us nothing's going to affect us because we always have that foundation and yeah. when we have that foundation we're going to be at peace no matter how windy and how rainy and yeah. wet it is and the lightning and all that we're just going to be still we're just going to be still yeah. and know that all is going to be well built on the rock versus the sand come right? on come on you know it you know it come on come on come hey on. man i really appreciate you doing this yes, i really sir. appreciate your appreciate time you. i know you i know you're busy and yes, uh I, you know we went way over our oh, hour man, but no hey, we was flying hey, like 10 this minutes was, this is this like is a great minutes. conversation yes, man. Sir. thank you so much no, for sharing. appreciate it appreciate it my good man for appreciate sure it.